Welcome back, soul sibling. Recently, someone asked me, what is this whole Mr. Blue, House of Blue? So to give you a quick rundown, I decided after watching Pose season one on FX last year that I wanted to start my own house. And basically, if you check out Pose on FX, it's about the early... 80s and it's about um, drag and it's about people of color out of the boroughs of New York City who are posing and living and loving our LGBTQ pioneers and specifically it's kind of rooted in drag and kind of this whole house of whomever and I decided that I wanted to have my online tribe follow some of the I don't know, the melodies of this tradition. So I decided to start the House of Blue. And basically, that's just kind of taking a deeper, more creative and fun little layer of do you want to participate with me over the next decade? Because this is what I'm doing. I made a commitment when I was 40 that I would certainly spend the decade until I was 50 talking about mindfulness, teaching mindfulness, sharing how mindfulness, meditation, compassion, creativity, how all of these characteristics have given me, I don't know, a new life, a new perspective. And so at 50, I said I would then reassess and see where I head from there. I've got a good solid four years. I turned 46 in August. And so the House of Blue became another layer of saying, look, I'm Mr. Blue. I'm Dr. Blue. I am here spreading what I'm spreading. And I'm intentional about it. It's not always easy. And it's a commitment I made on a spiritual note and If you want to be a part of it, the House of Blue is simply identifying yourself and saying, I'm interested in this long haul creative process and journey with you, Mr. Blue. And you choose a name and a blue name. And of course, a lot of my family gets to be part of it by default. And for example, I met my great niece, Truly, this week for the first time. She's 10 weeks old. And it was just perfect. She's truly bluely. That's so cute. So your blue name can change anytime you want. You know, Harvey Rose. Um, I choose one for her for fun until she can identify her own. Of course, her dad's. Uh, Kenny once chose black and blue. Jaybird for Jay, my bestie. Uh, my other friend Jude, he's sky blue. Leslie, desert blue. Um, Deja Blue or Elizabeth Taylor. We also have Prince Violet. We have Papa Blue. We have Princess Blue and Asia Blue. And I'm probably missing someone. So my deepest apology. I'm recording on the time today. I'm on a time crunch. So today's episode, I kind of wanted to be real. Hashtag be real. Uh, I was recently watching some women talk about, you know, not just posting on social media, what they think they should post or, or being afraid of being truthful and authentic about where they are. So it got me to thinking about where I'm at. And I've, you know, had a solid good first season with Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. Here we are episode 
107. And I thought I would kind of take a moment and be real and give you a little bit more about some of the things that I struggle with currently and how it integrates with the the momentum I've had in the last four years of my life and where I'm headed and how I kind of how I kind of balance the overwhelm, the doubt, the fear, the worry, the stress, the constant comparison, working, all of that good stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And so I thought I'd start from something I wrote several years ago about spreading slogans. Um, I realized in my early studies that I, with Pema Chodron, that I was reading slogans from Tibetan Buddhism that she was talking about. And then I finally found the root text of this. And then it, it, it connected to me having little mini mantras or slogans in my life. And so we're going to go through all of that today in this fun hashtag be real spreading your slogans. Uh, welcome to episode 107. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm looking to be your spiritual Do you have something to say? Do you have something you want to share? Something to spread? Music, poetry, painting, brewing inside of you. A humble experience arrives when we learn to observe ourselves with honesty and make courageous attempts to remove filters. I see so much in me. Stubborn, selfish, mean-spirited, lazy, envious, wanting, wanting more. As mortal and typical as it seems to list perceived negative qualities, A spiritual warrior must accept all qualities. I also find strength in embracing my beauty, my light, my compassion, my willingness to uncover truth, playfulness, my propensity for fun, my devotion to teach, to be present with others, and my curls, and equanimity which is a powerful, mindfulness, Zen-based word. Equanimity might suggest that between the positive and negative qualities, I'm ordinary. I'm nothing special. It's nothing personal. The French Impressionist Edgar Degas paints with his words, quote, Art is not what you see, but what you make others see, end quote. After years of playing small, after years of feeling less than, feeling riddled with shame and stigma and secrecy, I finally accept one of my unique attributes. When I make my authentic self visible and I teach and assist others to see and to learn, That's where it aligns for me. I believe I have something to say. I believe there's music in me and I am willing to share it. I'm willing and I'm working hard to do so. What about you? A great fortune of this digital economy 
the connections we have here, the unlimited highways we have to share story, there's plenty of space for everyone. There's plenty of success at the top for all of us. No longer will you be chosen from the masses. Instead, you must quietly choose yourself, rise up, work harder than you've ever worked, follow the passion and the stirrings and the intuition of your heart, and share. Share! Share if I could turn back time! (laughs) The more vulnerable, authentic, and creative you are, the better. It's scary and it's hard work and you are definitely going to make mistakes. But the alternative for not following these strokes from within you, it's a version of death. Slogans. Slogans are short, memorable, striking, punchy phrases like advertising taglines or bumper stickers. They are easy to sit with. They're similar to affirmations, prayers, scriptures, chants, mantras, and song. When phrases are treated with respect and playfulness, they can shape and flame our actions and our thoughts. We learn to work and wrestle with them. They do not have to feel like commandments, law, written in stone, black or white, all or nothing. We can meet slogan practice with compassion work and wrestle with them on the mat of life. An exercise to strengthen our flexibility with the inevitable suffering, pain, fear, heartbreak, disease, and discomfort of the human experience. An offering of respect for whatever life serves you. And life seems to appreciate flexible travelers. So what makes me, Alexander, Mr. Blue qualified to share my slogans and to be part of the conversation. Well, I do have a master's degree and a bachelor's degree. No, it's a willingness. It's hard work. It's a desire to be seen and show up and do your best. There's a text. It's called the root text of the seven points of training the mind in Tibetan Buddhism. And I didn't realize for a lot of years that when I was studying Pama Chodron in the very beginning, 2003, four, five, she was making reference to, to the text. And from this text, there are 59 pithy and punchy slogans. And these slogans come from a teacher named Atisha. And I'm going to tell you all about this in an upcoming episode. But this relevant text and for the spiritual practice with these 59 slogans, it expands and it spreads with different voices. In fact, they passed it down orally until someone finally wrote it down. And each voice can add to the music of this beautiful tradition. In fact, I've read several different commentaries from different authors about the slogans of Atisha. So it's inspiring to me because we all have a voice and we can all add our voice to the same song, to the same text, because your voice, my interpretation, my song, it's unique to me. And there's never another human being who has my unique fingerprint from a soul. And so that's why it's so important for you to share. In one of my favorite plays called Amadeus, it's written by Peter Schaefer. 
Mozart, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart himself, he neurotically confesses in this, in this play the power in sharing one's voice. And here's the quote, on and on, wider and wider, all sounds multiplying and rising together, and then together making a sound entirely new. I bet you that's how God hears the world. Millions of sounds ascending at once and mixing in her ear to become an unending music unimaginable to us. End quote. Today's episode is sponsored by SOS Summer of Stillness. I decided I wanted to spend the next 90 days focusing on stillness and silence and how we have a big misconception about having to create it and having to make it happen. And the truth is that stillness and silence already exists on its own. So I wanted to have continued conversations over this summer and each month for the next three months of summer. I would launch a brand new guided meditation for you to practice and to settle in to the stillness and into the quiet. And so if you want to join along, of course, if you're a viral mindfulness uh, email subscriber, you already have this information. But for those of you that are dragging your feet about subscribing, I will give to you today the magic link. It's viralmindfulness.com forward slash SOS. That's it. Just SOS. Check it out. Uh, there's a free meditation already on that page for you. You can download it and makes it happen. I'm telling you, there's something about settling in and continually leaning into the practice of guided meditation. What are you spreading? Are you aware that you are spreading something that regardless of what you do or don't do, that you're spreading energy and ideas and vibrations? So I'm all about getting real intentional. I hope you have so far received a few little nuggets of inspiration and amuse to encourage your expression and your courage to share your truth and your stories. What's preventing you from spreading your slogans? So today is July 7th, Sunday, a few days after Independence Day, and I just wanted to dive into my behind the scenes so that I can share a couple finishing ideas and be a little real about what it feels like for me so that you might feel like you're not alone. Um, so I got up early this morning. Well, I didn't get up as early as I usually do because I stayed up late last night watching Stranger Things season three. And I wanted to just relax. Yesterday was my day off and I try and give myself one full entire day off. And at times I like to watch shows like all of us. And I've definitely been encouraging myself to read more as opposed to watching shows. So I did that for a few weeks and I realized, wow, I'm reading so much. And either way, whether I'm reading a novel or watching TV, I'm in some way distracting myself from, I'm looking for entertainment. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just becoming more aware of everything in my life. And one of the things that I'm dodging is the course creation. I'm working on a course on guided meditation, a 45-day workshop and live experience that I'm intending to launch in the fall. 
And this requires quite a bit of effort in setting it up, recording audio classes, teaching the exact construct of something that's helpful that people like you might be interested in and new people who would be specifically interested in guided meditation. And there are so many steps to it. And sometimes on my one day off, full day off for the week, the last thing I want to do is be doing digital assignments again and working on stuff. So I constantly struggle as of late with how much time do I take off and what am I doing when I'm taking time off? And then, of course, the doubt and the fear and the worry, not worry, but the doubt and the fear about this isn't going to work. People don't want to buy this. Um, And trying to follow mentors and there's so much input about how you should do it and the steps you should take and I've specifically hired one person her name is Amy Porterfield to walk me through the process and I'm currently stuck in this one part of the process which is literally cutting down all these ideas and simplifying the course so that I'm really focusing on results and teaching students how to integrate a guided meditation practice into their life. And I'm just, it's really hard for me. And so it's much easier just to watch Stranger Things season three and eat snacks. So that's me this morning then. I'm here at Sunday. I'm actually working today since I've got um, a couple visitors this week where I'll be um, entertaining and spending time with some good friends during the week the work week weekdays as well. And so, you know, I, it's, uh, anyway, I just have normal fears and frustrations and overwhelm. And this morning, I was totally comparing myself. And I'm like, you suck. I mean, I'm just going down that path down the down with the voices of just I'm never gonna amount to anything. And I'm never gonna you know, be running a full-time business for viral mindfulness. And it's just crazy. And it's so typical for a lot of us who are wanting to build an online business. So what do I do when I'm in this space of, you know, hearing and feeling? And of course, then I'm feeling all kinds of crazy stuff this morning where I'm not on schedule the way I want to be. Um, I am, I haven't exercised yet and I did do my meditation this morning, which was very helpful for me to set the timer for 30 minutes and to entirely surrender to that beautiful practice for me. And so then I thought, well, let's just be real and talk here in a space of encouraging you where you're at. I listen to other mentors like Amy Porterfield. I also listen to Rick Mulready. He's a Facebook ad specialist. And of course, I'm always a fan of Marie Forleo and having completed B-School. And so between those three, I often get ideas that I hear where they're further down. They're at seven and eight figures building their online business and scaling it. And, you know, I am working full time during the week helping other people with their marketing 
And then on the side, I'm building Viral Mindfulness, the Course Academy. And of course, that includes podcasting and doing all of this stuff so that I'm continually teaching and sharing information. Plus, this is part of my spiritual gifts and contribution as well. And so one of the things I do is I consistently go to the roots of my practice on a day day basis. So here I meditated this morning. I'm heading to the gym in a few minutes. I've started doing some cardio. It's helpful for me. I'm going to go do that. Today's still kind of a, a day off weekend. And so I'm heading up to LA to see the Royal Ballet and to watch the theater while the ballet. And then the physical movement definitely helps me as well. And then, you know, finishing this podcast and getting it into the ethers and then viral mindfulness Monday tomorrow, this is all part of the strategy and the um, marketing for viral mindfulness. And then when it comes to the doubt and the fear and the worry, you know, I practice compassionate, like wise communication to myself. And so I look at where I've come and I look at what's happening currently here today. And then I also adopt the idea that part of this just part of the part of it is the the journey. A big part of it is not where I'm headed or what I'm working towards or achieving it, but the fact that I am a person who thrives on the creative journey and making stuff and figuring it out. And so even as I'm saying this out loud to you in this microphone, it's adding some calm to the overwhelm where I realize that it takes time and effort and it often takes many years for people to find that next step with their passion project. Of course, some people have a breakout success or episode or launch. That's rare And what is most common is for people who stick with it and work hard and make great stuff. And that's what I'm working on, you know, is contributing and making great stuff. And I love podcasting. I love trying to figure this out and coming up with content. And I know it'll get stronger and better. And everyone has an opinion about how long it should be and what I should or shouldn't be saying. And so that idea of looking where I've come from and looking where I'm at today and then realizing that part of the big exploration is, is the, is the exploring and the, and the journey and the creating. So if I look back at where I've come, you know, I completely switched my career in 2011 and I totally changed everything and launched into a whole new life And it didn't work out the way that I intended. And it worked out in beautiful, miraculous, unexpected ways, which included some major struggle, including falling back into drugs and using crystal meth. And I talk about it some, and I imagine at this point, I'm going to be talking more about it because it keeps coming up because I was struggling for years and then I fell back in it. And I was totally in it deep. And what I've chosen to do to actually be at four years entirely sober from all substances because I couldn't figure out a way to just 
take one and not a, another. And so I followed the abstinence tradition from a lot of 12 steps and recovery groups. And it's been four years. And in the last four years, particularly, things have really connected for me on a spiritual note. And I have completely changed my financial life. I paid off all of my debt except for my student loans, which was $34,000. Crazy. And I am saving money and I'm helping other people around me financially. Um, I am helping a couple clients with their online marketing. I have one main client and premium client who's the core of my salary. And then from there, I pick up side projects working on websites or social media marketing. And I am totally in it each week with really fun, interesting projects. And they're similar to what I'm doing for viral mindfulness. And so there's constantly tons of work for me to do. And then on the weekends, I get to spend time working on this. And sometimes I get super tired and it's not what I want to do. And so I don't. And so then I'll be around and you'll see me and then I won't. And of course, Viral Mindfulness Monday is my email subscriber insider list. And most of the time, the emails come on Tuesday. And I just realized that this week. And someone said, well, why don't you just change the name? And I'm like, well, I could, but no one has really even noticed. In fact, that person I was telling didn't even notice that it wasn't on Mondays that they were reading my emails. And the reason why is why I keep it is partly it's such a cool acronym, VMM, Viral Mindfulness Monday. And when I initially did my first full year of Viral Mindfulness Monday was in 2013 when I was blogging. And I blogged every week and I launched on Mondays and it worked. And I picked up a lot of you and that's where a lot of my list grew and I was yeah, so there's that. And so for me, I'm learning to simply be very kind and compassionate and to be careful not to let that compassion and kindness give me permission to not work. And that's one of the big juicy parts I'm working with is finding the ability to stay disciplined and work uh, from everything I'm learning from the people I mentor from who I mentioned before. It requires a lot of work and discipline and it requires getting up early in the morning when you don't want to and it requires working on the weekends and so for me it is definitely where I'm headed you know I really want viral mindfulness academy that's the working name for now I want to be teaching online courses and the first topic is guided meditation next up on the docket is music piano lessons like a 12-week piano lesson course uh, another topic is watercolors, you know, doing some watercolor like starting place with sketchbook and colors and paints and brushes and how I got into that for my own life and artistic expression. And a fourth topic that's there on the table is for me to share my specific stories of being Mormon LDS and then finding my way to where I'm at as an openly gay man and the journey I took. And with that sort of e-course or workshop, I would include some of my family members who are actively Mormon. I do not belong to the LDS faith. I specifically left the church. I specifically asked for my names to be removed from the records of the church based off of the Prop 8 and back in 2007-8 
And I don't belong to a religion. I am not interested. And I'm very loving and kind to my family and to from where I've come. It's not of interest. And yet I struggle sometimes with how to talk about this because it's definitely questions I get asked often. What was that like for you? What's it like now? And I recently was working on a podcast and had an experience where I was asked to speak, not to speak, to play music at an event here in Orange County where there was a gay man who had left the LDS church. No, no, no. He was a gay man and had a husband for many years, and he came back to the church and is now living a gay celibate Mormon life. And that's the story he's telling. And I was invited to play music with my nephew, Parker, and I didn't know that's what the event was for. And then when I found out what the event was for, I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to support this. I do not agree with the implications and the undertones of this man's message. And so then I'm, you know, making a podcast about it and it's still in development because I don't know how to say these things out loud sometimes. I love my family. I honor them. I respect their path and what they choose to do to express their religion and their beliefs. And yet I have very strong opinions now at this point about where I've come from and what that felt like and what it's doing to people around that I see. You know, the suicide rates, the substance abuse problems, depression, anxiety, isolation. And so I don't know how to have those conversations. And sometimes I think it's easier just not to publish that podcast. So if you'd like to hear that podcast, please send me an email or a note or a quick message because it's just sitting there and I don't know how to get it to you. And I feel like it could be very interesting and helpful. But alas... I will wrap things up for today. And what I want to say to you is trust the process, learn to be flexible with the creating and the journey, and learn to use that wise bird eye perspective of looking from where you've come and how much progress you've made. And the last thing I'll say, I've learned also to turn my attention and my faith over to a power that's greater than me. And this by no means is making inference to God. It could be, and I get that that works for some people. For me, it's a power of light and love and compassion and beauty. And my description of that at this point is the divine feminine, and it has to be a woman. It has to be a woman to make amends for all the things that we collectively as a patriarchal male forward world uh, for the sins. And so, you know, my go-to is Moana as she stands on the edge of the water and she looks out there. And so here I sit on the edge of my island and I have a dream and I know what that looks like. And so... I will practice turning my faith and my attention towards that greater power to direct my next step. And so my next step today is to congratulate myself for completing episode 107, which you're listening to. It is to go to the gym and do some cardio, and then it is to head up to the theater. And then from there, I get into the next steps of work, and I continue step after step moment after moment. And I mean, I have a list of all the projects and I've already identified them. So 
If you find any value in this today, I would love to know exactly what you heard that inspired you to find courage to spread and share your slogans. You are valuable. You are a direct spark of creative intelligence. And when I started this process of putting things online back in 2009, I started with my dad and my stepmom in Hawaii when they were running the quantum Hawaiian retreats. I started with Quantum Licious, uh, Gay Son and Straight Father. And then in about 2009-10, I started this cashmere sex where I wanted to do sex in the city and write about being HIV positive. And at the same time, I launched in 2011, Bless Your Virus. I was on CNN and I had the courage to come out and to take an opportunity from a friend who was a producer and to talk about being HIV positive and how becoming friends with my virus, looking at it as a roommate, renting space in my immune system was a life changing idea for me. From there, I had park your phone. You know, from there, mind your substance. I was still using different substances at the time. And so I thought it was really valuable that each person needs to mind their substances. And even bigger is to find a substance beyond drugs or alcohol or something you're inhaling or taking in and ingesting to something spiritual and creative. From there, I had powerful experiences in ceremony with shamans and eating psychedelics and expanding my mind and Ushka showed up. The slogan of Ushka, when you are just so effed up in your mind and you're just like seeing things so expanded and beautiful that you can't even find words. So all that comes out is Ushka. Then viral mindfulness came. I realized I wanted an umbrella house to a foundation for it all makes it happen Uh, another one was remove the condoms you wear on your hearts and waking blue which became the title of a piano song that i wrote years ago and never named so there's a little bit about my slogans a little rundown i absolutely adore you you are chosen by me i'm so grateful for your attention and time here feel free to reach out to me at alexander at viralmindfulness.com with any questions suggestions ideas and once again i said this last episode please If you're enjoying this and it's inspiring you, would you be willing to do me a huge favor? Would you tell someone in your life who's looking for inspiration, for spirituality, for insight, tell them about me? And not me, 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 but like my life is an offering of hope now. You know, I have so much gratitude for what's unfolding and I would love to enhance the exposure point word of mouth referrals are amazing would you consider telling a friend or a family member about what you're learning and what you've experienced by engaging with me online i would absolutely be grateful and it would continue to spread the intentions that i have so i'll see you um next time for viral mindfulness the podcast Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at viralmindfulness.